welcome to episode 16 of Under the Holo Table. Hello. Today we are going to be preparing a very succulent dish called Bantha Surprise. A Holo Table News Network podcast covering in-depth analysis, mods, tips, and the hottest topics from the outer rim. I am Voxen Overcomes, and joining me on today's show is my esteemed co-host, Sarah Base 15. Uh, I didn't tell you, Sarah, but we are rebanding this as the Gambot Podcast. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, welcome, Sarah. Uh, how's the new podcast with Sarah going? Uh, it's going really well, actually. Thank you for asking. Yeah, not that um, I'm insecure or anything. No, no. I mean, we have our, I have my separate days. So, you know, Tuesdays are my Zareth days and Wednesdays are my Voxen days. So I, I keep, I keep them separated. I promise you're not stepping on each other's turf. Um, but no, it's going really well. We're having a ton of fun. Um, yeah. And if you haven't checked it out, shameless plug to come check out our podcast for a dagger for sight blinder about wheel of time, because it's so much fun. So yeah. yeah, well, that's great. And on a related topic, I'm actually starting a podcast with Solobase15. We're going to cover Dune. So uh, that'll be coming up. You're not the only <laughs> GOH player that can start a side project. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, just a little cross promotion, I guess, there. Uh, and then the other thing, you know, um, which will, I think I want to really end with the show, but you did start a Patreon. So I just want to tease that out of the gate. I'm really excited for you. I think that's really cool. Thank um, you. I want to give you a chance to promote that. Uh, you know, uh, down the line. But uh, all jokes aside, we are also joined by our reoccurring co-host with the most, Pico Burrito. Thank you for having me back. It's It's been a while. I'm, I'm glad to he- be here uh, because everyone's making announcements. I guess I should probably announce I'm starting a podcast by myself covering Anne Rice's vampire books uh, from about 25 years ago because if I'm not anything, if not timely, okay? <laughs> Very relevant. I- I don't have an Anne Rice vampire book. I've got I've got Whitley Stryber, yeah. but uh, that's it. You know, I'm I'm fairly certain it's just softcore porn. I mean, that, that's yeah. all that I remember about those books. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We're all starting spinoff podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Sarah will be a guest on all of them. Yeah, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well. Uh, to, you know, get this episode going, uh, I was actually recently on a vacation, uh, out in my friend's backyard, pondering the cosmos. And I realized that my five year anniversary playing this game is coming up and right around Thanksgiving. And I just, Thanksgiving is behind us, but I just thought it would be a fun episode and great idea to look back on the things that we're thankful for in Galaxy of Heroes. That's it, I'm turning back. I know your family's waiting. I know it's an important day. I'll get you back there in time, pal, trust me. Uh, That being said, before we jump into our main discussion tonight, uh, there's, I I thought we'd have some fun. Uh, There's so many changes happening in the game lately. uh, And I think it's time to put on our tinfoil hats, head down to the bunker, and let's get some of the end of the world hot takes. Uh, no, we don't really do that here, but uh, the sky isn't falling. Uh, but our crystal incomes are moving from arena to grand arena. Uh, Sarah, want to hit me with your thoughts? I love this. At first I was, I was okay, so let me, let me back this up. At first I was curious about it. And I wasn't too sure how I felt. 
And then I started thinking about it and I, I did some math, some math, loose math. Um, so backstory, like not backstory, but whatever context, I share a payout. So I don't get first every single day. Right. I think most of us don't get first every single day. Even if you're in a coordinated chart, chart chat, you're, you're rotating, you're being, you know, like a, a nice human. A lot of the time, even though I've moved my payout to be deliberately late in the evening, I will get busy late in the evening or I have plans or whatever, and I don't climb. So as an example, in the last week, in the last seven days, the highest I have finished in Shard Arena is 19. So this is massive for me because I don't get those, even though I can get to first, I'm not necessarily able to always climb at a specific time of the day. And then I looked at, at the um, Grand Arena kind of changes that they're making and the average crystals you're going to, you're going to get. If I, I will be starting in Kyber two. Um, if I go six and six, I will make roughly 520 crystals a day. So I'll be making more than what I would make if I finished in first every single day. And I don't finish in first every single day. So I kind of stopped worrying about it. And I looked at it from the perspective of I now am not tied to a specific time for Shard Arena. I don't have to rotate for first. I can play when I want to play. I'm going to get more crystals than what I'm getting now because I have been trying in Grand Arena, as you guys all know. Um, So that's fine. And the the sky really isn't falling. For, For most people, I think, who are mid to end game, closer to the end game on that mid scale, this isn't bad. I think if you are a 3 million GP player who climbs to first in arena, because you have a galactic legend and you're able to get there and you're able to take your crystals, I feel for you. I understand why this would be bad for you because you probably are going to take a hit in your, in your crystal income until, you know, the ladder kind of evens itself out. Um, but for most end game players, for bigger rosters, which CG has said over and over again, they want to reward bigger rosters, deep rosters. This is what they want to reward. I don't think this is going to be bad. Yeah, well, I think you're in a really interesting place because, you know, you are really just finding a new passion for Grand Arena. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying hard now. And so this change is really coming in a timely manner for you where you now are putting a little bit more effort into Grand Arena. And uh, you'll see that effort now pay off, I think. And then, you know, transitioning here too, in terms of like where both of you are, you know, Pico, you kind of come from more of a minimalist perspective, as far as I understand, you know, you kind of sit in the same spot in arena all the time. And you also don't necessarily, you know, uh, try your hardest in grand arena, you have a certain methodology to it. And so, yeah, it's kind of wondering to pick your brain about like, you know, what your strategy might be for. Yeah. And and a couple of pieces. So, so by background in, in arena, uh, I land at three every day. I share a payout with three or four people, depending on the time of year. Uh, and I made a decision uh, about 18 months ago that I wasn't interested in having to go into discord and check in and wait for the person. If it was in first, you have to wait until the last hour, the way it, my shard worked out, there was no one in three for the two hours that led up to my payout. 
So I can now start my climb three hours before my payout, land at three. Everyone knows that I'm going to do that. I know that if I go 16, 11, 7, 3, I get no, I'm never in anyone's way. So I, I make a very conceited or concerted effort to, to do that. And it's it, for me, it's, I lose a little bit of crystals that way, but it just, it allows me to, to do things when I want to as, as part of it. The second, uh, and it's not that I don't like Grand Arena, but it's, it's, it's the same thing that I, I had a couple of times where I got overly stressed about Grand Arena and, and not doing the way that I wanted to. So my goal is to get the Ardonium or Ardronium or whatever the, the, the level right below Kyber is. And, and I'll be honest, this is kind of the Ricky Bobby thing. If you're not first, you're last. Well, as long as you cross that, that second place finish line right up till the end, that's all that really mattered. So kind of the way that I've done it the past few months is I just, I don't do anything for the first two rounds. And then what that does is that drops me into the loser bracket, the loserest of the losers. I mean, it is, it is nothing but auto set defenses. It is people that set defenses because they realize that they're being terrible human beings by auto setting, but that they never attack. And then what you do is you just start picking on them. You know, all of a sudden it's, it's, I go two for three in that final round and two for three in that final round. And, and I use that. And I typically cross that finish line, you know, with, you know, usually fight two in round four is, is when I, is when I get there. Um, and interestingly enough, and I don't think that strategy is going to work moving forward. Um, I think that's probably going to put me right at that same 400 crystal mark is what I make right now. So I would be under the average, you know, if, if I, where they're talking about in Kyber one, the average is like 550. you know, I, that's a win for me. Like that, that's better than I do. Like, I think mm-hmm. probably my challenge is going to be not being in the 10%. Now, my thought on this to, to put this in perspective from two things that happened in the past week. Um, I didn't, when I saw the rumors, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. And then Thursday, th- Thanksgiving in the U S family over cooking in the kitchen all day. I didn't climb. I ended up falling to like 25. I think I did slide in and get chips, but the next day, I think we'll talk about kind of the, the star killer stuff a little bit later and, and kind of what I'm doing there. But uh, the next day, that just one day of crystal reduction had a noticeable impact on the balance. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was like, oh, and then I became concerned about if they did this and what it was going to look like was the first piece. The second was on Sunday this week, this this past weekend, and you know, we're doing all kinds of stuff around the house. And noon rolled around. And I typically start my climb at, at two Eastern every day uh, because that's kind of the window where it works. And at noon rolled around and I had this feeling of, I can't believe I have to start climbing in two hours. It's one of the few times that I've ever kind of had that reaction to it. And so I'm kind of over arena shard mm-hmm. a, a little bit. Now, all of that, I had a very unpico like response to this announcement. Uh, I, I saw it and, and I, did, I did a couple of things that I, I always tell people not to do, you know, so shame on me. Uh, the first is I, I'm having a little bit of problems with one of my contacts right now. So reading for extended periods of time is very difficult. So I skimmed that post. I did not read the details and I made a snap decision. And that snap decision was to set the world on fire because I was angry and it was stupid and I didn't understand anything. And I did the exact opposite of what I always tell people, read the details, look for what they're trying to say. Yes, they're not. Sometimes the message is lost in the details, but also take a deep breath because history has shown that most of these things end up turning out to be pretty good. And I, I blew up a little bit. I blew up directly to Sarah. I blew up in our discord channel a little bit around it. And then as I started reading 
comments from people, just little tidbits and kind of where they started pulling some of the details out, took a deep breath, went back to reread it. As soon as someone pointed out that it didn't include ships, Mm -hmm. my opinion on it changed because all of a sudden there was half of my crystal income right now was over there. So I, I started looking at that average mark that I could really drop pretty far and kind of maintain that same point where I was at. And I, I, I was really frustrated with myself that I, I did the thing that I always get angry at everyone else for doing, but you know, that, that happens from time to time. So I, I, I'm okay with shard arena dying. I, I don't have an, you know, I have a great shard arena. I think we're all very helpful. Hmm. Um, but especially in the pre-COVID world when I used to travel for work a lot. I mean, there were times I was pulling over on the side of a highway trying to get home for dinner so I could get a battle in because, it, and I just, I want to get away from that. You know, I, I, I like I like playing at five o'clock in the morning with a cup of coffee. Yeah. I can do that with with this new model. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, if I can walk back, there's so many great points in there. I, I think it, it was a really long post. I think you'd like, for most of us, we got like halfway through it and then did yeah. like start kind of yeah. skimming it. Yeah. And then like, you know, I, and then it was nice because I don't know if other people do this, but then like I watch other people's videos they make and then they yeah. basically just read it to me. But then it's like, I still needed like two or three people reading it to me before it was like really processing. But every time you like heard it or went through it, it like, got more digestible but yes yeah. like at face value there was really long going on i think it was really funny too that you mentioned about um you know the ships so often i'm like what time is it and like oh i missed my arena payout let me get yeah. my ships you know at least so that'll be kind of funny that way as well and then i think another thing you about i'm just kind of walking back all of the yeah points you kind of made about um you know i really i do the same thing as kind of like you where i have a really refined roster and in ga that allows me to kind of prey on people who have a bloated roster or don't whatever and so that will be fixed i mean that's going to be an interesting dynamic yeah. in the new ga mm-hmm. that, that won't really i won't really be allowed to do that but there also also be less incentive to bloat so now you know people that uh, you know want to boost for tb you know won't be held uh, it won't be a detriment in GA. Yep. And then one of the things that I am worried about though, is, you know, when I do GA matches, my heart gets pounding out of my chest. And sometimes like, it's so stressful. And a part of me is just kind of wondering like, oh my God, is this going to be like, I'm like, is it going to be, will there be more stress or more emphasis now on like these GA matches? Now it'll be tied to crystal income. But then the last thing I wanted to uh, point out was, you know, I think, Sarah, you made a really good point too, because you said, you know, you only made it to like 19, you know, yeah. so many times, like when I read that yeah. post, I'm like, in my head, I am like, I get second every day and those are like, that's the crystal like line I'm cutting mm-hmm. with like what I need to get. But then it's like, no, Wednesday, I got 16. Like yeah. last, you know, Saturday, I didn't climb at all. You know, it's just constantly, you're not like going all the way to second and yeah. to keep in mind, you know, where that, where your actual income is going to land compared yeah. to like where relative where you think it is actually well and like just to hop off of that so if you don't get first once once you're you're already making out ahead also this is this is the crazy thing the the grand arena season is four weeks right and then you have the one week off so it's 35 days total so the average crystal income that they are showing you will get is over 35 days so it is including that off week so out of 35 days 
you only need to attack 12. Yeah. Just let that sit for a second. 12 out of 35 days, you actually need to do attacks. So everyone is like, oh, it's so much more work. It's so much more time. You get a whole week off where you don't have to do anything. Four of those days is just joining. And then 12 of those days is defense setting. So yeah, you know, if you want to take it seriously, you're going to scout your opponent and you're going to look at their roster, at their history, all that. But then the next day, you're not doing that. You're doing the actual attacks. So it, it does have a little bit of a balance. You know, and Sarah, I, I can't remember if you said this uh, today or if you, you said it in the past, sometimes it, it blends together. But, you know, if you think about most people's arena climb is two hours. Mine is. Right. I, I can knock out GA in 45 minutes tops. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and you can start and stop when you want to. You know, it's a case that if, you know, it, uh, um, when Faye was on, he was talking about GA you know, or arena being at, at dinner time. It, it's not anymore. So it's, it, it, it allows you to play a little bit more on, on your cycle. And, you know, again, we kind of had some back and forth in, in uh, old dirty blasters about this, that again, five times a day times that those number of days I'm fighting more in squad arena than I am in galactic arena. But I do feel like it's, it's, more varied because I'm not, I literally face the set, the same five people mm-hmm. every day. I know and- that when I, and I won't, I won't use their names, but I know that when I use this one, I actually have to swap my Lord Vader team out because for some reason I just can't burn his Kenobi down. But I'm the guy that I always go from seven to three. When I, when I face him, I know that I can actually get cat down and, and Kenobi before they get into, into their mm-hmm. uh, ultimate stand. Like it's, it's that predictable at that point in, in, in arena. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a good change, a, a good change as well. I'll say at this point. And I mean, just to kind of hop off the other change we've had with territory war. If you think about this, if you're in like my, my arena shard, I'm pretty sure almost all of our arena shards, you know, top 20, top 50, you're fighting the same teams. So realistically you're practicing that one team, right? Like you're doing your yeah. arena and you're practicing on, on Kenobi. You're practicing on Vader, whoever, now you you basically have your own little territory war to practice in. So now when you go into your territory war for your guild, you're better at those counters. You're more comfortable with those counters because you've been doing them to get your crystals. You're going to get those droid brains. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to ask you, Pico, that because I know that you had a particular strategy that might not necessarily be maximizing your upcoming crystal income and whether or not you're going to change that strategy. But from what you were just saying, it sounds like you won't really need to, and you'll be seeing an income that's even with where you were at. Well, so I, I, I think my, I don't think we see a change in my income. I, I think the, um, my concern right now is finding myself in a situation that my by by just trying to get by that i'm going to find myself in the bottom 10% which then drops me a division and and understand it's still a little bit of this is is the the fud around what what's going to happen between that drop and at what point you know do i drop below that 400 crystal threshold i will flat out tell you right now my grand arena my grand arena strategy for when i participate will not change 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to set the lightest defense that I possibly can. That's not embarrassingly easy. And I'm going to get a full clear on every attempt because that's all that I care about. And I'll be honest, the difference for me in a lot of cases between eight and seven when, when I'm participating is I'm just a little bit more efficient because I bring six galactic legends and Revan and, you know, to the table. And, and, you know, so it's my, my, my top seven teams are going to wipe the floor with whatever they're putting up at that point. And the back half of it is all garbage, you know, type, type thing. So I will still use that. And that, again, that's primarily because 45 minute clear is what I'm looking for. I don't want to hold. I don't, I don't care about all there's, there's a, for any Ohio state fans. So we're, we're going from like weird, like microcosm of, of, of star Wars down to this weird microcosm of Ohio state to a weird microcosm of people who know who Mark Titus is, was a guy that, that, played essentially one minute about every seven games, but he had, when he was in high school, he was this amazing scorer in basketball. And he used to talk about like, he's like, my form of defense was scoring more points than you. If I scored 35 and 30 and you scored 33, I beat you. It doesn't matter at that point. And and that's kind of been my mentality for this. And I don't, I'm not going to change that. Um, You know, as, as the next best great team steps in, I'm going to put the next best great team in and someone's going to fall off the bottom and they're going to go to the defense side. It, it, it's easy for me at, at that point. Uh, Are you going to like monitor then if there is a threshold in which you fall under that 400 and then you'll continue, you'll put in just as much effort to stay above that or just like, yeah. do you think you'll feel the pressure like you find yourself falling in that 10% too low that you'll figure out where that sweet spot of maintaining I, that would be? Yeah, I just need to, um, I, I need to find the level of crystal influx that makes me comfortable. My, my other, my other big concern about this change, um, for, for people that are not good at budgeting crystals or projecting crystal usage. Uh, and, and again, this, this is kind of with, with how I'm handling the star killer thing right now, but, uh, there are days that if I'm not paying attention, I, I will, it, like I have stopped spending crystals after seven o'clock at night, because what will happen in those cases is I will not have enough to do refreshes first thing in the morning. And I don't want to have to buy crystals from that perspective because we're not getting daily crystals coming in anymore. You're going to have, you're going to get some on a Tuesday. You're going to get some on a Saturday and you're going to get some on a Monday that, that making sure that you leave a little bit in the tank Mm. so that we don't have to turn around and buy a $5 pack because you know, if I don't, I don't, I don't want to get on, on the boot list for not getting in daily tickets. Like that's going to be a change and, and monitoring that is the area that I'm more concerned with. But uh, I, I think for people that, that tended to finish one through three every day to, to Sarah's point uh, it's going to take effort mm-hmm. to not maintain that level of, of average crystal income, daily crystal income. And, and I think that, it, again, you, you said it spot on, Sarah, for the people that are finishing, you know, 10 to 25 or in that, that 300 to 200 crystal range, I think this is going to be such a net positive yeah. for them. Yeah. It, and, I, and I think on top of all of this, I think we're, again, crazy tinfoil hat time. I, I think we're probably a month away from getting back to the original, what was it, like $10 mm. um, daily hundred hundred crystal daily pack yeah because now again the calendar has kind of set some of that up and and now it's that steady income of crystals every day that people will be looking for i I think we're setting back up for that point as well Mm -hmm. the other thing to keep in mind sorry sorry to interrupt um 
is there's going to be a floor to how far, how far you can fall. Right. So in to use you Pico as an example, if you don't want to try and and you do hit that bottom 10% and you fall, you're going to hit that floor where it doesn't matter if you try or not, because the people that you are facing aren't going to beat you. Right. Like if you, if you set a, you know, excuse my language, if you set a dick defense, right. Yeah. You throw everything down there. They're not going to beat you. <laughs> like it, it's just not going to happen. And it, it, vice versa, right? Like you will also eventually, even if you are very lean, very efficient, very PVP focused, you will also hit a ceiling. And, and yeah. that is valid. That, and, you know, maybe that, that means that's the ceiling for your GP and the way your roster is built. Um, and you're going to hit a floor for how far you can fall. So everyone's going to have this kind of like buffer zone that you can be in comfortably. And the only way to get rid of that ceiling is mm-hmm. to invest in your roster, which is why, again, it comes right back to this is in alignment with what their long-term strategy is. Yep. And, yep. and, and that that's going to force people to do that. The, the, again, the days of I can get by with a G10 or G, you know, G11 or G12 character on this team that, that you're going to, that's going to go by as, as other rosters continue to grow. You're just not going to be able to go any farther. It's no longer about five characters for progression. It's going to be about a hundred. Mm-hmm. And it's, and again, that's going to take people time to build up, but I, I just think it's great. I think long-term, you know, someone made a comment about it the other day uh, about, you know, people who, who invest for, for guilds, for territory, what being good in grand arena is going to help guilds immensely. It's going to make everyone stronger for territory battle. It's going to help everyone become stronger for territory wars because in, and while Omicron's kind of blur the line as to who's good at what part, those same teams are going to be good, but maybe better in other modes. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. I think uh, I can sympathize a lot of kind of like uh, your arena strategy um, Pico. Cause yeah, I did the same thing where like I actually jumped my payout time two hours earlier and then there was already one person there and i just said you have it i'm just taking second every day Mm -hmm. and i just go up and then i never need to worry about it and it's like in a time that actually like works for me to climb rather than you know after my wife gets home where i need to be making dinner or something like that so that's kind of interesting and then um i think yeah, I, 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 something I never thought about was, you know, getting so low on crystal. And I, I think you are going to get daily crystals. It's going to be a small chunk of daily yeah. crystals, I think, every day. But um, yeah, I never even considered, you know, getting to such a low threshold with crystals. You got to make sure you can at least like refresh Cantina, you know, yeah. like yep. every day or something like that. So, yeah, that, that's something I never even considered. That might be something people have to keep in mind as they are spending crystals and or earning crystals in more of a dynamic, you know, less consistent, I guess I'd yeah. say. I mean, you're going to, the totals are going to, you know, bookmark the, at the end of the 35 days, but it's not necessarily going to be a hundred every day, you know, whatever, 500 every yeah. day. So that's kind of interesting to think about. And then, yeah, I'm really interested to kind of see how different strategies might change as grand arena goes on because it seems like i was i'm the same as you pico i i just like getting my my full clear that's my focus and but nine times out of ten eight and a half five times out of ten i get the win doing that um but now it seems as though you know it'll be interesting to see if that strategy continues but it also seems as though 
the emphasis, we got a lot of points just getting full clears. You get a ton of points yeah. just getting full clears, but now it seems like the emphasis is going to be more on the win than the mm-hmm. points earned on the clears. So I'm wondering if it will come to a point where it's like the win is so much more important. It's more strategic just to like put down a six GL front wall and whoever can clear, you know, one to two, like one section and the other person can't clear one section, you know, you get the win and thus like you are doing better in Grand Arena. And this is all conjecture. I think, you know, I'm excited to kind of see how it all plays out. And, you know, just like you were saying, Pico, you know, we have these knee jerk reactions, but so often, I mean, even when the TW changes came out, you know, everyone had such crazy knee jerk reactions. And now I think we're all used to, to it yeah. I mean, to mm-hmm. some extent and i don't necessarily hear anyone <laughs> complaining about it you know I mean, we're in tw right now and it's like yeah we're just this is how many teams we set this is what we fight and, you know we, we've been getting still been getting wins i don't feel like it's really changed our record and um besides a couple of uneven matchups i feel like the matchmaking has been better for us for finding more yeah. even matches yeah. i know that that's gonna be different experiences from a lot of people but uh but yeah those are just kind of uh cross section of thoughts um i've had and so yeah i'm just really interested to kind of see again where it settles when all the dust settles with grand arena yeah. you know yeah. and we get used to it you know what uh this the changes will be but yeah for me you know because i run such a lean gp on my roster but i do have i have all six gls now um in ga i was often being paired up with someone who had one or two less gls than me and Mm. that made for an easy win um but now you know as and i'm just going to continue with my same strategy for the most part you know i i uh there's a certain amount of time and effort I'm willing to put in and time I'm not. So it's like, you know, originally when GA came out, I did a ton of scouting. I'm not willing to put in the work to scout anymore, but I am willing to, you know, at least put in the effort to look up what counter is needed. You know, like I got caught um, a couple uh, GA ago where um, someone put down, I think it was, um it was a ray no what was it oh i am forgetting what it was it was an amazing counter anyway i looked up and all be all had a counter for it that was amazing and like i pulled off that counter on like the squad oh it was someone's set uh jitta master luke with bastila and watt in the back zone and i was not prepared for it i like had already used the yeah. main, like hard counter for that and so like i looked up and i'll be all had a ray um bb8 and um uh ray jedi training counter for it that was like you had to like really use the strategy perfectly to line it up to like get the win and like take off all his bonus protection worked flawlessly literally i won with like one second left it was thrilling but it's like one of the best ga like wins i've ever had but uh you know so i'm willing to like put in the work to look up counters and kind of do some of that strategizing but uh, there is definitely a balance uh for me personally of it and it'll be interesting to see where it all uh you know lands or uh, uh yeah falls out as we uh as we get to it. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, so many of these changes with the arena and, um, GAC, but you know, this might be a good, uh, Oh, uh, and tomorrow, uh, they're doing the, the Q and a. Yeah. So I'm really excited to kind of see, I think we'll get a lot more information on the Q and a, mm-hmm. um, and we'll kind of figure out what's happening. Uh, if I had one 
desire more than any desire for like the changes that are going to happen with GA. I hope that they put a join button or, or a, like, you know, a confirm or back out yeah. button, you know, just a yeah. confirm button, yeah. like maybe with their algorithm or the way it matches, you can't do a back out, but maybe just a confirm. If your crystal income is going to be attached to this, I don't want anyone to fat finger, you know, like a situation that's going to cost them crystals. So mm-hmm. yeah. I just feel like that's the minimal, you know, quality of life change, I would hope we see there. Um, Because so often, you know, we have the Grand Arena and TB going, and I'm like, or TW going, I'm like, oh, let me jump into TW or TB, and I press the button on the right, and I, and you just like enter right away, and you don't realize you're in Grand Arena, and Mm -hmm. sometimes you just remodded for TB or something. I did that. Yeah, right, right. I went in with like my P, with like no mods once or something. I was just like, oh, you know, I was remodding also for, um, uh, uh, conquest here and there, you know, for some of those mm-hmm. matches. And then, yeah. And then, so thankfully that one wasn't too bad, but I know some people really get caught, um, with that. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're all responsible for, um, the things that happen, but, uh, you know, we, we have it everywhere else. TW has the back out button, you know, it's, yeah. even with the ship thing, it's like, Hey, do you really want to enter with this lineup? You know, it would be like, it just seems like it's necessary for, um, grand arena being so important. So, uh, yeah, if I had one question to bring to the Q and a, I'm hoping that maybe someone will ask that, or maybe I should jump in and ask it. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure people have a lot more pressing questions <laughs> that <laughs> will be addressed with, uh, the Q and a tomorrow. So that'll be really exciting because yeah the post was a bit convoluted i mean you can't include all that information in a post like that um so i think that'll be really interesting and then uh i guess the other last thing i wanted to mention was it seemed a little curious to me i think that we kind of acknowledge you know they, they're always like planning five years ahead they're like six months ahead and all these things and kind of my understanding like we just in june had all these division changes to GA. It yeah. seems like they did a lot of work to do a lot of changes to GA back then. And I know certainly that's going to frame where we enter this new era of GA. But then after that, my understanding is all that goes out the window and you're just now being ranked and sorted on the new system. Or mm-hmm. or is that still going to be in place every time we enter GA? I guess. Uh, so I'm, 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 this speaks to a bigger a bigger picture Piece, yeah, but I was hoping you pick it up. That change, mm-hmm. what that change represented for for Grand Arena, and in, in somewhat in, in in terms of territory, is that everyone was forced to to bring more teams to the table. I don't think I know one person who brought less. Now, what we're going to find is so many people are going to be in this Kyber One when it starts that if immediately all of those people were going to be asked to bring 11 teams to the table, but Sarah, you use you as an example. I know you said you're, you're Kyber two, but I think that's 11 teams in Kyber two as well. If you were immediately yeah. went from seven to being asked to, to bring 11 and being told your crystal payout was tied to this. I'd be pissed. That's a, that's a, that's a, and again, that's eight. Remember that's it's, it's double the number that that's there. So I think the grand arena changes were done to get people to start figuring out what the the evolution of their loadouts needed to look like so that we could move into this model because they didn't want to come in with the 17 cap right at, at that point this this is a like june was a hey broaden your roster yes, Wi- absolutely. widen what you need for this game mode pay 
and this goes back, I, 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 Pico and I have had this conversation so many times in DMs, especially when, you know, people get the pitchforks out when these changes come and then things calm down. Things always calm down. Again, like Voxen said, the sky is not falling. Um, But I always just find it a little bit amusing. I shouldn't say amusing, but I really think as a community, like if we just listen, like really don't, don't listen to react, listen to actually understand what CG is saying. Widen your roster. That that's what they said when they made us for three years. Exactly. Telling us for three years. And I think if you just actually sit there and look at it, you're like, oh, they you're exactly they've been telling us to do this. Conquest came out. We want to reward people with deeper rosters. It's they they just it's kind of going back to that selective hearing, and I'm not faulting people for it because we are creatures of habit, we get stuck in our ways. The game's been out for six years. Squad Arena has been this way for six years. If you've been playing from day one, this is a big change to accept. Um, but they definitely are very good at leaving little nuggets. And, you know, I, I used this analogy earlier today, but but CG makes these decisions, all right? And they put it out to us and they make these announcements, they put it out to us. And what we immediately do is we pull on blindfolds and we start reaching out to feel what's in front of us. And if you've ever seen the, the picture of a person, they've got their hand and they're slapping around on it. And they're like, oh, it's a, it's, it's a leather jacket. That, that, that's, what that's what they're feeling. It's, it's scaly. There's this long part that comes down from the side and they pull it off. And the reality is it's an elephant because they're working with an incomplete set of data. All right. This is the same thing that's going on. So if we look at this change, okay. Now let's go back and look at everything that's happened over the past year to get to this point. Cause I, I really do think that, you know, in, in politics, you hear that, what is it? The October surprise. I, I think that we get the November change is the way it's looked at for the past four years. And, you know, grand arena is a culmination of all of these things that happened. So let's go back and look at earlier this year, there were the changes to defense and our immediate reaction to the changes to defense were if I don't have a galactic legend to counter your galactic legend, I'm going to lose. Except now we're starting to see some of these Omicron characters come out. And all of a sudden I've got a Phasma team that needs a general Skywalker to beat. Okay. Well, yeah, that that's, it's not a galactic legend at that point, but man, that is a really aggressive counter that you wouldn't have had to have taken out with. with and that's, that's by adding one set of resources to that character. Mm-hmm. This Qui-Gon Omicron that just came out that the easiest way to stop it is to bring a galactic legend to the table. So all of a sudden those galactic legends you thought you needed to counter someone else's, oh, no, 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 your opponent needs to have one to counter the other team that you're building. And I, I think we no one expected it to go the other direction. If I don't have one, I can't beat yours. No, no, no. The other way around is that I need to have one to beat that thing that you're putting in front of you. There's also the other piece that kind of built in around these larger roster pieces that we needed for, for Grand Arena. We're seeing that translate as well into territory wars. And I think there's two pieces of the territory war changes and the Grand Arena changes. I think they knew that Omicrons were coming. It was how they're going to breathe new life into some of these rosters. But the other piece of this is we can't look at these crystal changes without taking a view at what they did with core gear. So think about it right now. I don't know what anyone else's experience with this is. And, and I've, I've got a very mature roster that might be part of this, but I went from typically having on average 
50 to 75 droid colors to the point that I, I think we'll talk about this later. I brought 30 characters in the past six weeks from gear 12 up to relic zero. And when I completed it, I was sitting on fi- on 450 droid collars because they're coming in so frequently now. And the point of that is, is how, m- how many people were burning crystals on those core gear pieces to try and get things to move forward faster that now those crystals can be redirected towards crystal shards, towards gear 12 gear from that perspective. So even if I am that 300 million GP player who's losing some of my crystal income, CG is making it so much easier for you to cross some of those entry-level barrier thresholds to get to, to Chewbacca, to get to C-3PO, that start to allow you to unlock some of these other characters that, yes, you're taking a crystal reduction, but they're accelerating so many other pieces of the game for you from that, that perspective. And, and I really do think that all of those pieces were adding up to get to this point that allows them to make this shift and allows them to make the shift so that they were comfortable that they weren't screwing over the players. I know that's not a popular opinion to have that CG does things not to screw over their players, but I do believe they care about this game. I, I, you can want to make money and care about what you do. I think most of us do that in our jobs. I don't know why we should hold them to a different standard. So I, I just, again, this is why the Grand Arena pieces, I think it's good not to get have gotten upset about it. And all of these changes, they're, they're building towards something. And the last thing I'll say on this is, I think a lot of people have the reaction that I did immediately get angry, but I was, I was pretty surprised at how quickly the story changed to people actually someone embracing this, you know, we're, we're in day two and, and Reddit's not a, a train wreck right now. In fact, it's quite the opposite. And, and, and I just, I, I think it's, I think this is a sign that, that well, people may not want to admit it. All of these things ended up with a positive change as we're going into next year. Yeah, that's so, such a great point. I knew you guys would help me help walk me through that because uh, I just wasn't quite seeing the forest through the trees there uh, with, you know, the natural progression here. And you're so you guys are so right. This has absolutely been a progression up to this point. Um, and yeah, and they have they have been pushing us to have wider rosters. And I love what you were talking about in terms of the dynamics. We're now seeing. I think the game come to life in a way we've never seen before. And we're getting so many areas of the game that are more dynamic than just like the one dimension game we were playing before, you know, I mean, even with things like the Omicrons now, it seems like they're able to kind of like grant abilities that maybe they always wanted to do, but they couldn't because it would break the game. If they like let this character do that in arena or they let this character do it like you know in every aspect of the game but now if you just let them have this one ability in one place hey that's okay we you know sky's the limit we can like really you know do things that they've never done before and also give the players a more experience to you know or broader way to experience these characters you know that they never have been before and i think the qui-gon jim army is a great example because even with the qui-gon jim one like it's amazing but that or that army is like so amazing that it might even work with like you know your supports you know the guys who've been yeah. sitting on the bench you know you might even be bringing people up i mean cam is an obvious one but you know you uh i'm a gundy might slot yeah. into that team incredibly i mean and now all of a sudden you have an incentive to relic your i'm a gundy that you never had before i mean that, that's really cool i love that aspect and, and- 
think about all right so so let's bring let's bring ignore defense back into this conversation mm-hmm. so i now have a qui-gon gin that gives what is it 30 times the offense number 30 times i'm sorry it's it's insane it's it's ridiculously insane modifiers is what it, I, like i i did the math the other day and it was yeah. it was going to add 9000 special damage to my qui-gon gin all right so now we slot gas onto that team who ignores defense, who is going to be sitting north of 15, 16, 18,000 attack. He just one shot an entire team. It doesn't matter who it is at that point. So it, it's back to this idea that, that there were some things in the game that were broken mm-hmm. and they had to fix those pieces so that they could go do more interesting things because, you know, um, Sarah, I think you've been involved in a couple of these conversations. San Holo, who's, who's an old Dirty Blaster, he and I were in, in Black Sun Heroes for a long time. You know, when I was in Black Sun Heroes, I used to always talk about the 10 most important characters in the game. And the context was always pull your Galactic Legends out because they're always going to be at the top of the list. And what is that, that order? And it never changed. It was always like both of the Revens, it was Malak, it was Thrawn. And it was like that for a couple of reasons. One, like Thrawn was such an important character. Yes, he was plug and play. But because everybody had him because they were forced to have him as part of it as well. He became kind of this crutch that all of these teams relied upon for, for these reasons. But it was a very stagnant piece. And we saw Cat, like Cat was one of the first characters I thought that kind of pushed into that list. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people have these, these kind of you know best characters in the game piece. But what we've seen over the past couple of months, I think Darth Revan is a great character still, but is somewhat irrelevant. He's not. He's at best, you know, if you, in your case, boxing, where you just got your sixth collective legend, at best, he's your seventh best leader. You know, Malik is a good character, but he's not the be all end all. There's a lot of people that can deal with him. And, but that list now is starting to see a bunch of new entries in it for various reasons. Phasma, Phasma, you can make an argument belongs in that list just because of the flexibility she gives you. In, in territory wars. And, you know, the, the example I, I heard there is I was listening to Galactic War Report um, when it first came out and, and, and the Josh, the, the new host of the show, who's lower GP thing, you know, he was talking about how his guild, who's in a, in a you know, they're, they're like Hoth borderline in, into light side territory battle. They use Phasma on defense all the time because that's just where they are. Mm-hmm. That's a difference maker. I mean that that that's a galactic legend impact in, in that that spot. So you're going to start to see a lot of these characters fill into these gaps. I mean the the Kyle Katarn who we'll see what he does in in, in uh it, probably not in the PvP pieces, but that that dash change. Yes, there are a number of ways to deal with Vandor Chewie, but they take powerful characters. Do you really want to have to pull Jedi Knight Revan out? So he can mark Vandor Chewie and burn Vandor Chewie down so that team doesn't keep getting back up again. I don't know, but you could be stuck doing it now. And, and I, I just, to your boxing, you said a spot on. There's life in, in these rosters all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 You know, I think you even made another great point with, you know, saying the, even just, we are going to be getting so much theory crafting as well. 
with, you know, especially just like with Kai Gajin. I mean, you said, hey, what about gas, you know, on that team? Yeah, insane. I mean, just the compositions you can probably do with that Qui-Gon Jinn on me or, or yes. on me are going to be so much fun. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, I really love the new incentives that are being created in this game. I, uh, I will say, you know, even kind of relevant to your recent achievement with your roster, Young Han was probably the only tune that's farmable that was formable up to last week that I didn't have seven stars. And now that we got that new character coming out for the prepared team, I mean, the writing's on the wall. I'm like, I got to get my young Han to seven stars. Like yeah. I got to at least have him ready to pull off the bench. If this team like on in action is as good as it looks on paper, you know, cause that prepare that prepare undisposable prepared could be yeah. just, so overpowered once we really see it in action and uh you know it, 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 i just love this new aspect where you know and how many years have i had young han at three stars and no reason even go for him and now you know i just it, and that's the thing he's an accelerated farm he's real quick it only took me like less yep. than a week i think to like get him up there and so now you know, because I am going to go for all four of these new tunes. I'm really looking forward to all of these um, new tunes that are coming into the game and what they're bringing to the game. And so, um, yeah, just even just bringing that up with in terms of dynamics and the bigger picture dimension. I love how Conquest has also incentivized me to do things with my roster in ways I've never done or even thought I would ever do for years yeah. And then now it's like I hit something or I do something. I, I've applied probably four or five Zetas alone just because now Conquest gives me a reason to. I mean, my all, my thinking has always been unless there is the direct gain from doing this, I'm not going to do it. And I've never had a reason for years. Yeah. And now, you know, what, 10 episodes of Conquest? And it's already given me a reason to do like four or five. So, uh, I, and I've just, I've been loving it. I love, I love that aspect of it, you know. Sarah, I, I'm interested in your, because I, I think you brought this up a, a couple of weeks back, but, you know, this idea that when a, con on a, when a Conquest releases, mm -hmm. um, those characters, especially those corner case characters, they become really important over the next three months, like invest in those characters. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of touched on this earlier today um, in our alliance, and we were talking about conquests, and and we were saying, you know, some people were saying they don't they don't have good bounty hunters. So I, I had mentioned, you know, aura aura lead bounty hunters is great for the stealth feat and conquest, right? And they're like, oh well, I haven't built my bounty hunters. I was like, well, she doesn't need to live first of all. Like mine is gear five. I I took her high enough to activate her leadership ability essentially, yeah. um, and. And when, when you think about it, you look at it and it's like, you have three months of these faction focused, so to speak, these themed events that are happening, but overall are going to last you six weeks um, with that specific, specific theme. And I, I was thinking about it in the case of bounty hunters specifically. And I was like, you need your bounty hunters to get executor. So not only is it helping you in yeah. this game mode, but it's also helping you to get an amazing meta tune ship, which is the only arena that's going to have crystals tied to it now in a couple of weeks. Um, and then, you know, before that you needed like Mandalorians were really great to have. And there was a little bit of a Mandalorian theme and, you know, Maul was going to lead the Mandalorians. 
maybe build up your Mandalorians. Maul Mandalorians walks through Conquest in Sector 5, which is like where the Mandalorian feat is in this Conquest is Sector 5. So you had the tune as the reward that was going to lead that faction that is now walking like butter in the hardest sector, the hardest sector of the sectors. So it, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying, where if you just kind of pay attention to these little tidbits, they're, they're sprinkling yeah. these little drops like breadcrumbs for us. Um, it, it all relates. And especially now where, to get your crystal income, you're not fighting the same JMK cat team over and over again. You're not avoiding Lord Vader, so to speak. You're going to have to fight a Maul Mandalorian team. You're going to have to fight a JMK. You're going to have to fight gas. Like you're going to have to fight all these different teams. Why wouldn't you build out to be able to take that down without frustrating yourself? I mean, yeah. You mentioned it where you were getting frustrated with Grand Arena. The reason why I took such a big step back from it was because I took it so seriously and beat myself up over losing. And even now, like I've had to already now just refreshing myself on it and trying to take it seriously again. <laughs> seriously is a is a loose term, but um, I've already had to be like, oh, like oh, I should have used Padme there. I did. I'm so stupid. I can't. And it's like, no, like just relax. It's fine. Like it's fine. And I've already kind of hit that that point. And just just build it out, and it's it's gonna be easier instead of struggling. Same idea of conquest, right? Like instead of beating your head against a wall on one node to get a, a boss feat that's worth three key cards just go clean up three key cards don't yeah. waste 80 energy 100 yeah. energy on one node go clean up three key cards somewhere else in a map like leave it so i i have homework for people because i i think the people that are going to make the hardest adjustment in in this shift and i'm looking at at one of the two other people on video for people that, that don't know at home, you know, behind the scenes, we're actually doing this on video. We just don't post the video, but I'm looking at <laughs> one of the two other people on this video very specifically. And I think they'll know who it is. The people that are going to struggle are the ones that hold under resources for tomorrow instead of taking advantage of what's in front of them today. So your homework, I want everyone listening to this to go to Spotify, Apple music, whatever your song of choice. And I want you to go look, look for the song called chalk dust torture by fish. All right. It's a very short song. If you know jam bands, it's a very short song. It's, it's got a great beat. It's what they used to play in Letterman all the time. But at the end of the song, Trey is screaming, can I live while I'm young? Okay. <laughs> that is your mentality here. And it's this idea that it, it's good to save. It's good to have a plan for how you're going to address the future. But if all you're focused on is tomorrow, you will never enjoy what's in front of you today. Mm-hmm. And, and this game right now is bringing a little bit more back into today. And I, I can tell you right now, there are people probably can point to specific people that are rolling their eyes saying, no, 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 this is just CG's way of screwing me over. So I can't get the next GL, but mm-hmm. guess what? Because the next GL is not going to be tied to your ability to get crystals any longer. All right. You can look at that piece. You're going to end up in an area that's going to put you in a place where you're competing with similarly crafted rosters. It's not about the five character, the best five characters on my roster anymore. Mm-hmm. That having that broad roster is going to help you in the longer run. 
I, live while you're young. I, I want to point out, and this goes almost a year back. So when, when Crankor launched, when Challenge Rancor came out, there was that Ray Jawa squad that was super awesome for yeah. phase one. And everyone's like, well, no one's going to take their relic, their Jawas to Relic 5 to do this, right? Like, no one's going to do it. One of our officers did it. He's crazy. He did it. I can't believe he did it. He did it. He is laughing now because they have an Omicron. Yeah, yeah. He's laughing <laughs> a year one. later. Yeah. And it's a great one. It's he he put it on them. The craziest yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> I would not want to face that team. I don't like facing him in conquest. It's basically the same abilities they have in conquest. But it's it's the yeah. exact same thing where he's like, yeah. I'm gonna take advantage of this team, I'm gonna do it, screw it. He helped us get the rancor down, you know, like helped us do it. We've got these mats, and now he's got an omicron on this team yeah. that he's had built for almost a year. Yeah. And it's not advocating spending resources on the Tuscans. Right. All right. But this is a case of we are now getting ready to start month five of Kira being relevant. And how many people over the past five months have had to use, and, and again, Kira has been needed in 14 battles a month for the past five months. Mm-hmm. 50% of, in, in theory, 50% of the days over the last five months, she's been needed. And if you're sitting with a gear eight Kira banging your head against the wall or complaining that you can't beat those feats, this is the case where just bumping somebody up to G10 because so many people say, just take her to G10 and go, oh, I'm never going to do it. She sucks. Guess it's not about quality. It's about unlocking more doors to make things more available. And oh, by the way, sometimes the game shifts underneath you. Sometimes the game moves in the favor of, of, that, of that direction. And it's to, to Sarah's point, you're, you start a three month cycle. Look at what's important in that three-month cycle and run with it because you'll get value out of it over that the, over that that 90-day window. 90 days, three months? Yeah, 90 days. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kira is such a great example uh, because, you know, I mean, you're talking about like, yes, bumping her up to a gear 10, which is reasonable. And, the you know, her gear at that level, yes, she is requiring a lot of like Carbontes or maybe, you know, uh, uh uh, droid collars or stun guns but hey guess what that gear is more readily yeah. available than it's ever yeah. been why not throw it on that character and sarah to your credit you brought up aura and mm-hmm. again this is a perfect example where that's a person been on my bench never had any reason to even activate her and now i have her at gear 11 and she's like favorited because yes i can afford to get her gear 11 is awful it's like all carbontes and core gear but now like i'm stockpiling enough that it's not going to be an issue to take her up a gear level or two to make her more viable and sure she'll eat up some of my stun guns big deal like i'll get them back now at this point you know at this rate you know in in a week so uh so yeah total incentive and uh, yeah and i just i love having aura i love having a reason to use her it's been like so much fun in fact i'm almost last week i was really looking in depth at the reclocking my bounty hunters now that i'm working on aura um just to you know setting them up because they are such a huge counter if they're properly clocked and have the speed but uh, i didn't quite pull the trigger on it but i did play around with it quite a bit but uh, just again dynamics like that i never would have looked at aura or said it was a necessity until you know conquest came along and now again I am living for today and just having the funnest time adding her to my roster and saying, what's the potential? What's the possibilities here? Um, and same with Kira. I'm taking a look at Kira now too, because yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, the writing, you know, 
Sarah, you were so funny. You were like, you're like, look at the clues. It's like GOH is like the escape room of like the developers. Like, <laughs> Which <laughs> figure I it out. Like they're hinting, they're telling you, like, you know, between the lines what to do. So awful uh, at escape rooms because I overthink every single thing. People are yeah. like, it's just a light switch, Sarah. It's just a light switch. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you get stuck on something that's not a clue. Right, right. But uh, yeah, yeah box, and I'll, I'll use another quick analogy because a yeah. couple of weeks back you said you're bought a new house you're doing a lot of home working projects but so you can remove or put in a, a, a phillips head screw with a flathead screwdriver but you're gonna it's gonna get done it's gonna take you twice as long and you're gonna cut your hand and, and that's what some of these other characters are, allow it's allowing you to have another tool that you can kind of bring to the table that makes life easier that, Oh, now I've got a Phillips head screw. I can actually push that one in. Maybe I need to work on that analogy a little bit. It sounded better in the back of my head before I started verbalizing, but I think it's just kind of that same idea that you're seeing the, 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 the positive impact of just having more things to, to plug in when you need them to, rather than trying to get the wrong thing to, to kind of work in that spot. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, the writing's on the wall. You just have to be looking for the clues, I guess. And, and I'll be honest, I, I'm not smart like Bit Dynasty, where I can I can pull those teams together. I right. I, I need the right thing at the right time. So right. that's great. Well, this is a great place. I did not expect. Well, I guess I kind of did. This is a huge topic. You know, I really wasn't sure. You know how how extensive we would get into that. But uh, you know, Pico, we got you here. You know, you have. Uh, perspective that I don't necessarily get to tap or that we don't get to exploit on this show very often. So I kind of wanted to get your hot takes on just some of the other things going on. I guess we've kind of touched on them, but not quite directly. So uh, maybe a little bit of rapid fire here. Yeah. How are you? I, I guess you kind of already touched on it a little bit with the Omicrons, um, but I guess more so kind of in practice, like are there certain ones that are looking fancy to you? Because I think uh, if I can preface this just for a second more, a lot of us, you know, we're looking at our um, Phasmas and the characters we have, because maybe, you know, for me, the new four characters that have amazing armies are the three months down the road at the moment. Yeah. So I'm not literally looking at them yet, but, you know, for you, that might be a little bit more relevant. So, uh, yeah, can you touch on that a little? So the, the way I'm approaching it, and again, I threw it all out the window today because I, I just think that Qui-Gon Omni is going to be fun. Um, I have decided that the focus is Boba. And I, I, I think that planning the rate that I'm, I'm bringing them in at right now, um, I'll still be well in advance of his drop in two months. So I'm, I'm at 40 some odd, at, no, 30 some odd after, after putting one on today. So I, I'm in a good place from that perspective, but I will not I have Zam. I think that one looks great. Don't um, sleep on the Zam. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's extra really speed great. on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dareth did a great then, video on it. Clearly the, the Phasma one is, is good. And again, I, I know you're starting to, to see a lot of the, well, well, but actually folks, you know, this character takes it out really easy. You know, CLS takes out Phasma really easy. Great. You just burn CLS on Phasma. Exactly. I win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's it, it's not about getting a hold. Sometimes it's about who you pull. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I am not going to spend another Omni until I know what the retro Omnis look like. So you know, I think right now, 
I'm territory battles through and through. I mean, the first time that, that I talked to Sarah, we did an hour on territory. In fact, I was thinking about this the other day, predates under the hollow table. And we talked about the Mon Mothma team and how I was yeah. using the Mon Mothma team at the time. Like, I know there's a lot of people doing really cool videos on it right now, but I am the original Mon Mothma player. I was just bad at it. And I couldn't make it work as well as the rest of them, but I, I was there a long time ago. It, it'll, it'll probably be Kyle, but I want to see where the other ones land because and, and I, it was somebody in our guild that dropped one on Phasma yesterday. And then they're like, it was literally like 15 minutes. They're like, Qui-Gon Jinn blows up the entire universe. And he's like, well, I wish I had that one back. So, you know, it, it's, it's, um, I do see some problems moving forward that we're starting to hear some rumblings already about, you know, well, the GAC ones benefit me. They don't benefit the guild. And we're, as we're becoming mm-hmm. more territory focused. And I, I get that. Um, again, if, if I can get, if, if I can get a bunch of people to um, put a, an Omnion, Qui-Gon Jinn and build up a third Jedi team for Grand Arena, that helps me in likely in territory battles as well as territory wars, because those characters can shift into other places. I, I, I see it as a net game, but I, I think that luckily we're not in a guild that I think anyone's saying you have to do this. Now we are being pretty clear that we want people to go to Boba because it's going to be a big enough deal. And frankly, I think it, it's, it's a benefit to everyone else, but I'm really happy with it. I, I think that Kyle one um, is going to be huge for, for territory battles for no other reason than 75% bonus protection at the start of that fight is let me put it this way if you have an omni kyle katarn put yourself down for 16 waves just just put it down it, it is whether you use them with rebel fight or rebel fighters or use them with jedi it is a lock for 16 for 16 stars because i started bringing a zeta um, cassian with that team because he gave 20 percent, and that was a big deal this is 75%. And that's at the start of every wave. Like you're not going to lose someone off the bat. And with, so I, I think they're great. Um, fingers crossed that we get an awesome Hera Omni because I just, I love the Phoenix. Um, I, I want them to be good again. Um, I, I think they'll be fun. I, I like the, the dash one. I like uh, Kyle's uh, I'll be honest, the, the new Darth Talon, um, Again, reading is a little hard for me right now with, with some, some vision problems. So I, I couldn't get all the way through her kit. Um, I, I wasn't impressed, but I just don't know if I was missing some of the nuance. Uh, but I, I, think it's, I think it's great. Well, I'll be interested to see if this is the only set of retros or if they're going to go back and do this for the rest of, uh, of the roster, for, for bigger pieces of the roster as well. Yeah, I think you are right. I think starting off, this is still a limited resource. It's still scarce. Yep. Um, so there might still be a little bit of push and pull between, you know, ones that are going to help you and or ones that might help the guild. I'm sure there are guilds that are pushing for like, hey, please, 
you have to apply this because it'll help us more than it helps you. Um, but I think the other thing people need to kind of keep in mind, which, uh, you know, is what you're saying is, you know, we are accumulating these at a steady pace. Yeah. But at the moment, that is not keeping pace with their release. You know, I mean, especially yeah. when you like I have one and a half right now. Boba needs three. So I mean, I'm still just not even at a point where I can apply to him. Granted, he's still, you know, two months down the road or whatever. So I mean, I'll have three by the time I have him, you know, or maybe I'll have one to spare by then. So, you know, uh, it's just kind of keeping in perspective that and then, you know, who knows, Starkiller could need five, he could be the only GL you know, and need like five omis and, and, you know, to, for, for him to like have a special ability in GA and he'll have a special ability in TW, you know, <laughs> you know? I mean, who knows? We don't yeah. know. But I, I think until we maybe just build up a little bit, or I would just like to see where they land. Yeah. With the, I mean, just, at least with the latest releases, I mean, like Cubs released like a ranking of all the Omicrons and I'm like, dude, they haven't even finished like the first yeah. batch. Yeah. Like this video is pointless like a day later because the next character with an Omicron came out, like at least wait until the, the 10 or whatever, 12 that they said were going to come out. Mm-hmm. But then I do think too, you know, the, thing that i believe they said in the post was you know these omis are really intended to be for characters that you know were relic for a requirement or you know i don't know that gas is going to get an omicron he doesn't need one you know i I think you so it's not like we're really going to have this i don't necessarily have this expectation that every character is in the game every character in the game is going to get an omni at some point i think you know they're going to keep just kind of picking and choosing you know these characters that we've invested in and giving them more value and uh so i think there will be a point at which you know we can keep up and we will see where the best return on investment is for them and I, i'd like to get a little further down the road before i start uh, investing or at least this restore becomes a little less scarce mm-hmm. when it comes to new character releases over the past six months my big complaint have been we were adding new characters and new powerful characters but the number of available teams were actually staying the same if not getting smaller we were just borrowing you know Kenobi comes out and we borrow from Padme and all of a sudden we're trying to figure out how to make Padme relevant because that team disappears. These, the, the nom noms, uh, they're making more teams. Yeah. They're they're And again, rebel fighters was a relevant team in PVP, but they were filler. If you got a whole hold, it was, it was a high five. They, they went from a back row, maybe I can sneak a win to, I'm putting them up front because maybe they're going to have to question what's in back. Or again, this could show that I'm, I'm bad at, at Grand Arena, but they're, you know, the, the Omni for Zam means we legitimately have two bounty hunter teams now. You, you got a you go-go offensive team and you've got, you know, you've got a boss kind of slow it down and, and tank it up. And it, so you're starting to see this and, and, uh, Again, with the, the the dash one, again, I'll I think it'll be a good. Uh, he's a grand arena army. I think it'll be mm-hmm. decent in, in territory wars. I think it'll be great in conquest. I think his speed alone makes him good in, in conquest. Uh, I think Kyle is a perfect character. I, I really do. I think that that he takes a rebel fighter team over the top. And I think that you know, if, if I look at the way that I use uh, my teams in territory battles 
I only use, I, I have no need for a rebel fighter team in, in phase two and phase three, because the way it's broken up, one of the light side teams drops out, but I, he, I can use him in more phases than I can use cat and think about how amazing we talk about cat because cat, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't fit on, a, on those, those grand arena Jedi teams. So like you're sticking her with Ray and she, she works, but I, I still think that, you know, it, it takes too long to, to, to get to her, uh, to get to her, her SmackDown. In that case, I think he's a great character. And, and, and I think that that Omni is what does it. And it, it's, so I, I just, I'm, I'm really happy with, with, with these. Um, but to your point, caution, I know we get excited and they're characters that we love and we think they're great. Um, and the other thing I'll say on it is remember back when Zeta's first released and there were a whole bunch that were out there and you had to be selective, but like you'd run into somebody who, who had the Zeta on Han and you didn't. And that made variations of rosters and it mattered. There are a lot of people that are getting to the point now that as a character is released, they're putting the Zetas on the characters, whether they need them or not, because they've got so many that are stockpiled because they've, you know, 65 to 70% of the roster already has a Zeta on it. I, I think it brings back some of that, that interesting piece as well. Yeah, I expect I'll probably put the Omi on Qui-Gon Jinn, but you know what? Grand Arena isn't starting until the 15th, so I'm yeah. not putting on... I'll put that on the 14th if <laughs> no one else pops up, you know? I mean, there's no need yeah. to apply it right now. Yeah. You know, let's, let's see what shakes out, you know? And then uh, it's actually kind of a really good um, transition in, because you have been talking a lot about the new characters, which is the other thing I wanted to ask yeah. you, because, you know... Uh, I, I get these characters and then typically I don't activate them until they become farmable. And then once they become farmable and I can get them seven stars, then I really start going full on that character. But um, it really just, it doesn't matter until I can do it. But for you, you know, I'm just wondering with these new characters and, you know, them coming out so sequentially and them leading up to, you know, this big prize, um, how that's playing out for you you know uh, what choices are you making are you going for them are you getting them to five stars to even get the omicrons in the event uh, where, i, I am yeah, yeah. So, so i i am i'm not doing anything different with these characters than i do with any other characters so for the past you know six or nine months um because i just found myself stockpiling crystals Character releases. I always buy the the the, the pack, the, the flat price pack that it comes out because I just have it. I like to do it, um, and then I will do the 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 gamble pack to five stars, but I only do that with crystals that I have on hand. So if I run through all of my crystals, I will, you know, arena shard, arena shard, arena shard, arena shard. Typically, I'm like the fourth day. I'll buy another pack and I can typically get now it's, it's the, the bonus or the, the, the crystal sale two weeks ago is helping it is with, with them coming out this short. So I won't, I won't take them any farther. Um, it paid off for me one time. I think Mon Mothma, I ended up getting her to pop her to seven stars by doing that. And it's, but um, so I get them to, to five stars and I'll stop. I'll. So you're not taking them to R5. You don't expect to have a star killer day one. No, I won't. I, yeah, I, I just, um, he may be great, but I, I just don't want to spend the cash right now. Yeah. Well, um, so far that everything in that leak has been coming true. So I am yeah, expecting yeah. <laughs> to be a disappointment at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, and uh, again, it's, it's, 
Bam was a disappointment until people kind of figured out how to use him. So I, I think long-term he'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I'm not taking him past five stars right now. Um, I'm, I'm not letting the kind of the pressure get to me around it. Uh, the, the, the Darth Talon kit. That's not a faction. I thought that needed a lot. I, I still think that they've got three or four good uses in PVP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they take care of a geo team really well. They take care of a rebel fighter team really well. Right. Um, you can they break them up place. into a couple of different things. Uh, but again, I just maybe. That may be one. I think that when you start looking at some of the mechanics, there might be pretty awesome. Um, Kyle will be the first one that I take up because, again, while I am the OG bad Rebel Fighter team, uh, I, I I just want to use them for that that perspective. I, I will say, yeah, I I was I was disappointed in how they're handling the Omnicrons coming in, and you know, if you remember back to when they dropped Django. And Jenko gave us like eight extra Zeta mats. Like that, it was for every in, in the Django event, every tier I think gave like a couple of mats. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that that was, and again, they did it once. And 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 I my takeaway from that, they did it once because they thought it was something that, that needed to be done. They saw it as a gap to, to increase it. And, and I thought it was going to be like that. I was disappointed to see the requirement at R5 because I do think that that locks a lot of people. Um, and, and I was also doubly disappointed that they're now also saying it's the previous and the current. So they're kind of, they're, they're going to ping pong them together. Right. Um, and again, I'm I get it. Yeah. Two. yeah, they're all three. Yeah, I, I, it's only it's only two, so it's only oh. you only need Kyle and, and her to get it. I I read that the the post. Um, Thank you for clarifying. And and, and I get that because uh, I, I I assumed it was going to be the same thing you said. Like I, I thought it was going to be two, three, four, five, six for Star Killer. That equals twenty. You get an Omicron at the end of it. It's it'll be three again for for two. Okay. Um, but and and I get it. And there are probably people saying, well, yeah, you're the, you're the fool who spent it. I haven't spent a dime on it outside of, I buy those crystal packs every year at Thanksgiving, regardless of whether it happens. Call me a hypocrite, call me a hypocrite. I really don't care. Um, I, I didn't, I, I, I thought it was short-sighted. I, I thought this was a way to, to push um, a little bit more Omicrons, especially with the release and especially with the excitement around them. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, getting some out into the community and giving people a chance to play with them would have been a good idea. Uh, but again, they, if I'm going to say they have the reasons, they have the reasons. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of where it sits. So. Yeah, we're getting them steadily. And you're right, maybe they had an opportunity here to release a couple more into the wild. Yeah. But even what we would normally see, you know, us playing a bonus tier for free now, you know, you're not, we're necess- yeah. not everyone is necessarily getting the opportunity to earn even just the meager, what, one, two, three omnis yeah. at the end of those sections. Um, I think even, you know, with the first event, it was a uh, harsh reality for me like i had to activate dash i had to activate dash in order to play the yeah. the uh, not it wasn't a bonus <laughs> tier i think it was just the whatever that final tier that was actually you know because normally again I, like me i don't activate them until they become hit the tables you know become farmable so yeah. i was like what, what's happening i have to activate them right now like I, I, this is craziness uh, and so it was nice to at least see with like uh then the next one um i didn't have to 
uh, with Kyle, I didn't have to activate him at least. Uh, not that it matters. It would throw a uh, gear seven on him, like yeah. deal. Um, so that was fine. And then I think, I, like what you said with the Talon, you know, is yeah, interesting where they decided to slot her in for a faction. Um, it was funny because they said, hey, you know, what we all probably hoped was that Talon would help C and the developers straight up said, C doesn't need the help. But yeah. I think when you're, t- and maybe that is, maybe they understand C is going in and being used with Watt and armor to non like faction tunes and like punching up in cases or punching across in cases. And that's where they want him to sit, I guess. that that That's the, the sweet spot they were going for with him. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, it would be, you know, because I think for the players, we would love to see C with a faction that is great. And who knows? People may be just throwing C with uh, tall, uh, uh, Treya, Scion, and like the tank or something, because you just need the, for her kit, I think you just need the pain and the isolate, you know, to really unlock it and then, you know, maybe throw C in there. Zareth was saying, you know, there might be some room for some uh, theory crafting in there, but it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens. And of course, yeah, everyone uh, keeps thinking uh, Starkiller is Empire, but what if he turns out to be Sith and he he fits really nicely onto that team? That's so that, much potential. You know, there's, there's, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and even as we were mentioning before with Starkiller, you know, and they said that he, you know, the leak said that he was underwhelming, but I think the same thing was basically said about Lord Vader. And I think he could still be amazing, but maybe when you just temper these expectations with the requirements, because I know personally, Lord Vader is an amazing tune, but the only thing that makes me personally perceive him as underwhelming is his requirements i have an and i know that there should not be a connection between what i perceive as his requirements and his viability but there's something there that like you know is just intrinsically you know you would uh, think and so again with starkiller having four tunes that like have to just boom 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 essentially be paid for to get him day one there might be a higher expectation for what he's capable of and granted when he comes out he might still be just amazing i I think part of the problem also with with c invader of, of the the six um of of the six galactic legends they were the only two that were not good without their ultimate. Like the difference between C with an ultimate and C without it's, it's, I mean, he's the fifth on a Sith team, like tight, you know, without the ultimate invader was the same way. He was, he was unusable and did not have a place in the game. And it, and it's what that comes down to is that's that's having that character for twice as long before you can actually use him for something. And, and I think that's part of it where the rest of them were, were varying levels of good. I mean, when Ray and, and Kylo came out, they were clearing the previous meta without their ultimates and the ultimates came in and just made it that much harder. Um, Kenobi was autoing teams, you know, with, without his ultimate when, when that happened with like that three PO team. So I, I think that's part of it as well. I, I think they're perfectly fine characters. Um, I still use Vader and arena just because uh, if you get to the second ultimate and force grip and when half of the team just explodes off of the screen, that's fun. It, like there's, there's just no other way to say it. It's, it's just fun when that happens. So 
Yeah, I can't wait to use him more. I haven't really had a chance because I just got uh, him activated. And uh, actually, I'm uh, only on five mats. I still need to get him his ultimate. So I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, I've just been thinking like, I don't know where to use him right now because I don't have his ultimate just yet. So um, still figuring that out. One last, one last thing on Kyle. Uh, so I yeah. about a year ago, I got Jedi Outcast for the Switch and I tried it for about 10 minutes and I, I put it down. But I'm excited. So I picked it back up. That game is stupid. I don't know why people love that game it's just dumb i i'm like 10 minutes in i can't figure out what like i I should not have to go out on the internet to find a guide to figure out the next step because you wrote a shitty game 15 20 years ago so yeah i'll I'll view cockatarp i I don't get it i I don't i don't see it i don't get it it's just it's bad well you know some of these characters you know they're niche in in that way that you're explaining in a game that came out this x amount of time ago and you know i I, I like watching speed runs of games. So yeah. I immediately went and watched a speed run of like shadow yeah. Empire or whatever to see what the deal was with dash. Or, uh, and uh, yeah. And even the people were speed running. I was like, this game is trash. Iconic, Like a train episode. They were just hating on it the whole time. It, 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 but it, they, of course, that's the lovely part about speed runs is they were making it entertaining to like watch. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was just really interesting to, be like oh this, wow this was the ori- origin of this huh okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh anyway i uh, highly recommend anyone uh, if, they, if you have like 40 minutes go and check out the speed run of the show sure. it's actually pretty fun um to do and then uh i guess uh we uh the other thing i kind of want to mention is you know pico previously i think you were in a guild that wasn't necessarily territory war focused no, we uh, I understand now, you know, you were with Sarah in Old Dirty Blasters, yeah. uh, which I assume you guys have more effort in TW and with the changes and everything, I just kind of wasn't sure where you landed with your strategies and how that, how you kind of handle the new TW uh, uh, situations. So mm-hmm. this will be interesting because... I have to talk to these people after this. So <laughs> <laughs> and they all know yeah, we yeah, record. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I <laughs> previous like guild, I, ear I, to ear. she's yeah. like really excited about right because uh, because to be fair, everyone knows that I'm not a territory war person. So yeah. I, I assume you have a great roster for it. Yeah. You know, I I um in my previous guild, I didn't like territory like. Territory War to me wasn't worth the effort for, you know, the extra Zeta. And, and I didn't like it because, frankly, we weren't good at it. And it was just, it was frustrating. And, and, and I'll be honest, it was, it was one of, because I knew that, that ODB was a little more Territory War focused. And that was one of the, the hesitancies that I had about making the move. Um, and, and I'll be honest, when the the droid brains came out and there was a comment made that we're going to make a little bit more focus on mm-hmm. territory war. I'll be out. My butthole clenched up a little bit. I was, <laughs> I was, I was really worried, but I think you, you messaged know, me. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> but if it's some of the effect of, do you know how easy it is? Someone with a 9.4 million GP can just go find another guild. <laughs> um, but it, in all fairness, again, I, I think they've done a great job of, um, not only setting the expectation that this game mode matters mm-hmm. and that what participation means, 
they've done a good job of making people prepared. And I've, I've learned like, this is, this is the part that I've, I've actually come to, to very much enjoy about this. I have learned so much just when someone is helping you build the counters and, and understand the counters. And, you know, it's the point of, of um, you know, the, the one that, again, I, I probably should have known this, but, but I, I didn't is the, you know, if Rex's speed is, Mm. I forget what that number one, is. 1.2 times yeah, faster. 1.2 times faster than than Revan's speed. You can do this with, with gas and just starting to find out these little pieces. And, and all that really means is you go in and like, well, if I set my Rex here and if I set my Honda to this point, I'm gonna win. Like that, that's that's the reality. And and so I, I've enjoyed it from that that side. You know, it's it's um well, I, I had bad batch really early on that I just threw him on defense. And finding out that no, you should probably go use them over here and, and, and learning some of those counters, which I think will translate better into, into Grand Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like probably for the first time in my life, I will ever I'll put Darth Revan on defense in Grand Arena because I know that there are numerous teams that can beat Darth Revan besides Darth Revan, right? Mm-hmm. You know, type type thing. So I I've in, I've enjoyed it. You know, it's it's also um, I don't like the feeling of being tethered to a device. Yeah. You know, there, there are just days that, you know, I, I leave discord up on my laptop at work all the time and there are just days and I'm, I'm in three hours of video calls running up to that thing. And it's, you keep getting the ask for all hands on deck, all hands on deck. And I'm just like, I can't. And, and this is, I, I feel these pressures on a lot of things in life. When people, when I think people want me to do something that I just, I can't, like it, it, it leads me to anxiety, but you know, I, I think that we've done a great job of making that transition. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it will be, I'm not against mandates. Well, that was a shitty way. That was probably not the way to say that. <laughs> um, I'm not, a, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not don't take that out of context for anything. Yeah, you're totally <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Um, yeah, you know, like I, I, I was, um, and again, this is not a slight for for where I spent three years prior to this because I, I I love that group, but um, that group was very much. We would softly make recommendations like your roster would look better if we all did this. Right. I was really happy to see kind of a line in the sand that said, we're going to go get Boba because I know that that was painful for a number of people to have to take that step. And I think that sometimes tough love is the best kind of love to have Mm -hmm. and telling people, no, 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 you need to do like, I saw today. Someone was like, there was a, they were, they were doing a, uh, asking for questions for a, for a, uh, for a webinar on, on conquest mm. God, webinar is a terrible word to use as well. You can tell it's getting late, but you know, it was like, we, you know, the question was, why does conquest suck so much? And the question back to someone was like, well, why do you think it sucks? And how can you make suggestions to make it better? And I'm like, Oh, I love that response. You know? And, and, and I think that part of it is just not kind of accept accepting status quo and, and pushing people, but not, it's pretty low key around, around that point, you know? So I, I, um, I've, I've liked, I've, I've been surprised that I've enjoyed the transition. I don't look forward to territory wars. Yeah. Um, but I don't despise it like I used to. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it sounds like, you know, you've been learning some, it's been incentivizing you in some new ways and that, you know, that there is things you're enjoying there. So uh, yeah. that, that, that's really great. You know, I, I think, and you know, that's just like many things, you know, we, we have to find the joy um, in those mm-hmm. things. I mean, you're hating conquest, you're hating GA changes, you're whatever, you, you got to latch onto something, you know, uh, it's not to say you got to latch onto something. It's to say like, there are things to latch on to yeah. like there's joy to be had like you know it, it's there uh, I, and so, I, yeah. I do think that territory wars is a little bit more enjoyable because relic nine has been such a non-starter for the game so far I, I, it, yeah. it just it's not really yeah. again big big, big picture um everyone mm-hmm. mashed their teeth on r8 everyone mashed their teeth on r9 they're irrelevant they really don't have a significant impact. Now they will when characters are, are required to be at that level, mm-hmm. but there's like, I, I dropped an R9 on Jedi Master Luke because I just kind of wanted to do it. Yeah, Which is a great one. one. Is that your only yeah. one? Yeah, but I have no interest. Like I haven't even bothered to remotely get close to consider putting it on. Like I debated taking Malik up to R8 this week just because I was interested to see what his stats would be at R9, but that's... You know, I just, I'm, I'm not going to do it at this point. And, you know, I think R7 is, is a pretty important point to get characters to, but I, I just, so it's, it's, it's this case of if we lose, you know, where this, this view was, you know, if you, if you never won, it was going to take you five months to, to get them. Well, we're, we're seeing them coming a little bit faster than that, but uh, losing, I don't think really matters as much as, you know, we, we originally thought it was going to, which makes, again, this transition a little bit easier from that side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly feels like we have time uh, with, you know, those things coming and we're all still building somewhat of a stash uh, in terms of, I mean, even because you, even if you're losing, you're getting one, especially at your guys' level. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're winning, you're probably getting three. Four. Four. Yeah. Four. 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 We're in the 360, uh, the 380 bracket. Yeah. Yeah. We just crossed 320. Like we've all mm-hmm. been fluffing our rosters and trying to make sure we <laughs> get the one if we lose. Uh, and the sad thing was we've been winning a lot, which is great, but we're not yeah. really, um, mm-hmm. even then we have to win to get one, you know, is yeah. where we were at. So now um, that'll be a little bit easier, which is nice. Uh, and then, sir, I guess I want to just kind of open it up to you a little bit. Uh, I know we touched on a lot of stuff um, just to kind of throw it back your way. If we go in reverse a little bit, uh, where do you stand on territory wars with the guild? You guys in the same guild, mm-hmm. you know, he was talking about it. You're not necessarily <laughs> coming around the GA. Is that, is that, uh, that that's um, pulling over into territory war a little bit? So, okay. So this is, this is the, the thing with territory war for me so territory war particularly after a light side territory battle was always a break for me and um myself and my territory war officer thrak we always joke back and forth with each other where he focuses on territory war i focus on territory battles and when we switch when when the modes have switched and our focus isn't live anymore we both take a back seat and we both are basically brain shuts off we don't care. There's no participation. I shouldn't say no participation. I participate in territory wars, but there is no input from me in terms of officer chatting, anything like that. And vice versa for him in territory battles. He does what he has to do and he gets it done, but he doesn't have any input. We, we both, our brains take a nice little nap. And there would be times, particularly after light side territory battle, 
I wouldn't even join Territory War. I would just be like, you know what, guys, if you, if you need me to, I will. But I would like to just skip this one. That is not an option anymore. So now I have to join. And yeah, I, so I will say from an officer perspective, we really struggled when the, when the Territory War changes went live on how to handle that because we've always been a Territory Battle-focused guild, Territory War optional in terms of join, Let's try our best if we win. Cool. Because because the rewards was one Zeta. We, we had yeah. people in the guild who loved the game mode and they always went hard and it was great. But we also have people in the guild who are like, whatever. Like, and, and we still have people that way. Now, because the rewards are so drastic in whether you win or lose, we really struggled with making it mandatory or not. And we did do one where we did make it mandatory. Like literally the first one, we were like, you have to sign up. We have to have 50 and it blew up in our faces. It yeah. did not work. And it we've gone back to our, it's optional if you join. We will remind you to join because obviously we don't want you to miss out on the rewards if we win. And we want to be in those brackets, right? We want to be in that 360 million bracket. But if you can't participate, you're actually a hindrance to us because more times than not, we are getting 50 teams per zone. So even if you join and go full defense, Mm. you're still a hindrance to us because we now don't have you to help clear those 50 teams. That means that if you, if you go full defense and we have to clear 50 teams per zone, people need to take multiple counters to teams. What is the multiple counter to Lord Vader? Yeah. Like it, it just doesn't help. So it's, it's better if you just sit out, unfortunately, and that's kind of the decision we've come to and it's working. We don't, we're not, I don't want to say crazy, but we're not super territory war intensive that we require you to run bot permissions or anything like that. We, we give you modding recs. We had a really great idea, um, which I think has been working well and not everyone sees this, but we made a territory war crew just to kind of help out the officers that did territory wars and it's PVP focused players who volunteered. They have their own little discord channel and they throw counter ideas back and forth. They will post what to use because at the end of the day, we all have real jobs. Like people were saying, there are times where yeah. you're on a video call for three hours. Guess what? There's times where Thrak is in a meeting. He's like, he's got a crazy job too. We all have crazy jobs. We all have crazy lives. He can't be in territory war for 24 hours straight calling counters and opening zones. So you need that teamwork and it's been the same even with the grand arena changes actually where we had a, a guild mate ask me to make a voice channel for grand arena um, to screen share because he thinks it's a great idea now that our crystal payouts are moving to screen share grand arena screen share our rosters if you need help crafting teams like all this kind of stuff where you, we can just work as a guild which is all coming from these forced changes that CG are making us do. Um, and it's working really well. So yeah. I don't know. I think we're in a good spot. I think we're a really nice mix of being, you know, not necessarily hardcore, but serious. We wear pants in our business casual guild. And sometimes we put on a tie. <laughs> you know, it, the, the, the other observation I'll make is yes, that first territory battle was, 
terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the so last the last three we've had all fifty people join. Yeah, and it's optional, and it's been much better. And I, and I think there, there's there's something to be said for uh, building an environment where people are encouraged to participate and are given the resources and the help to excel is better than making, you know, you have to do this and kind of bring somebody in kicking and screaming. And I know like I, earlier I said, I like mandates, but there's, there's a way to kind of manage that, that process and, and translating that into, into conquest where, yes, we made it very clear. There's an expectation. You're going to go after that. And yeah, we're, we're trying to shift that mentality around conquest. And I think we're starting to see kind of that shift in, individuals points of view around some of those things as well so um, kudos to the officers I, I think they're doing a great job managing it thanks and i mean i it goes back to what, what you were saying about suggestions like we made a suggestion for you know han and rex specifically yeah get get them as close to 300 speed as possible because chances are uh when you when you multiply rex by 1.2 um at 300 speed it's going to be around 360 i think it works out to be it's going to be rare, very, very, yeah. very rare to find a Darth Revan that is faster than 360. Yep. So now you've got the counter for Territory War modded. You've got the counter for Grand Arena modded. You got a really fast Rex. That's good for Conquest. Like yeah. you have, that's good for Territory Battles. You have all of these modding Rex that we're not forcing, but suggesting, and they kind of carry over everywhere. The- just become good character builds. I mean, long exactly. Term, so well, it's nice when you can focus on just one like that and you're not necessarily having to clock an entire team like bounty hunters, for instance, or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, we need my grief one speed slower than my whatever. And I, yes. Work that, all that <laughs> happening. So it's nice when you can find a balance there. And I think that really is where I think a lot of guilds should shoot for to achieve is to get to a place with your GP that you don't need everyone. I mean, I, that's kind of what we're pushing and pushing yeah. and pushing because we need to get to a point where, you know, if one or two people or three people need, you know, life comes up, they can't do the TW. We want to be able to be like, you're not costing the guild anything. Yeah. This is okay. And, you know, especially just like you before these changes, we were very much like, we are stronger if only the people who want to participate do so join and then you know we're stronger together when when only the people who are like really into ter- territory war are doing territory war you know and the people yeah. who don't you know uh you know aren't burdened with having to do it and you know don't don't even bother it's just better for us if you don't bother but now yeah it is a point because that we were stuck at a point where we needed every single person to join in order to get then to just have a possibility of if we win, we get a droid brain. So, right. um, you know, now that we're just over 320, hopefully we can start getting a little bit of leeway room. Cause yeah, it does come up. We have times where one or two people can't, can't join. And I would love to get to a point where we could return to that situation where it's just like, Hey, yeah. if you don't like territory war, you can sit it out. We'll be earning the two droid brains on our own, regardless of if you don't want to join. So, um, you know, there's an easy way to fix this. If you got a hundred million gold and you've got characters that are not at level 85, just take them pad boys up. Just, just turn them on and take them up. I mean, that, 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 that'll fix it. And you're not penalized for it anymore. Wide rosters, man. Wide rosters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You're killing me, Pico. I, I just, I, I know this new era is coming. I, I, I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting as quick as I can. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we did the same thing where now we, we've just said, I'm sorry, you guys, you have to join, but just go full defense. Yeah. You join. And that's been okay for us right now in that compromise. But uh, I, I really appreciate the point that you brought up where that doesn't work if you get to a higher GP area and you're setting too many teams. It doesn't. You're not yeah. able to to um, do that. So I'm actually going to keep that in mind. I'm going to store that in the back of the brain zone. Um, so that's great. You know what, you guys? Uh, <laughs> I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm uh, I'm cutting that section. We'll return to it another day. Uh, it's a great idea, but there's just so much to talk about. And we're all long-winded individuals. I think we got a lot of great stuff out there. So I'm we're really... I'm really excited where this uh, episode is at. We would probably need another two hours just to delve yeah. into another segment here. Um, so <laughs> that being said, uh, before, I mean, we've got just this huge list. It, it, this is going to be, I'm telling you, this is going to be a great episode some other day. Yeah. Um, but before we get out of here, Sarah, tell us about your new Patreon. Oh, <laughs> okay. Put me um, on the spot. Yeah, put me on the spot. It's literally been one day, like it's <laughs> one day old. So it's brand, brand, brand new. Yeah. Um, I will say like, just to be totally upfront with everyone, I really struggled with whether or not I was going to make, even make one. I've been told multiple times to make one like over the last year. Um, and I have been doing a lot, a lot of help on people with people on their territory battles, their camp conquest, just all this kind of stuff. Um, so that being said, it is absolutely not podcast related. I don't want people to think that it's like in my name and I'm screwing boxing over and I'm screwing Sir George's over. I'm not, I, I asked permission. I was completely 100% upfront about it and there are no podcast perks. Um, a lot of it is just, you know, you get a little special colored name. Uh, we're using our H&N server as the home base for it because it's easy. Um, and yeah, I, I wanted to make it kind of fun and entertaining for what I'm known for. So there is an option where you can, you know, we're going to have like a monthly vote on what do we want to do to my roster? Do like, should I put a Zeta on Bodie? No, but like, <laughs> you know, what do we want to do? And, you know, I've made an option to have like a monthly voice hangout just to kind of chat and like pick my brain about whatever. Um, and then there are going to be options where I will focus with you on your pve content so whether it's conquest or territory battles or cam or whatever um those are obviously my niches and my i'm more than willing to share my notes with people on that so there's all of that and yeah it's definitely going to be fun i think so yeah the link is in our discord server um if it's easy you just search celiac sarah i'm there so yeah it should be good um yeah 
I'm really excited for you. I think it's really cool. Again, in terms of talking about natural progressions, I think this is one uh, totally a good way to go. I'm sure it's going to grow a lot. You're going to do a lot of fun things with it. You know, I mean, even if I'm just talking off the top of my head, you could easily do something that if you wanted to offer someone a guest spot on UTH, I will build an episode around someone. We'll come up with a topic. We'll have fun. That'd be a fun, like, Patreon thing. It doesn't, I mean, you you say things are not podcast related. I'm here. We're here to support you, you know, uh, and everything that that, uh, you do so uh yeah I, i'm really excited I, I uh i will certainly check that out myself uh and uh yeah it's uh please feel free to check it out on our discord and you know if you're not on our discord it's yep. how i end every show get on there pico's on there yeah. i'm on there sarah's on there it's uh unfiltered access to all our hot takes as we have them you know we we pick and choose what we uh, present here but uh you get all everything the the whole uh uh avalanche (laughs) of our ideas uh, over there so uh please join us uh don't miss out give us a shout out and uh with that you guys it's late yeah and uh go switch off